welcome back to the Profitable Purpose podcast. We are on episode number six today, which feels so weird because when I first had the idea for this podcast, I really thought I'd get maybe two episodes up and then run out of things to talk about. But let me assure you, I have got so, so much more planned and a lot to talk about. In today's episode, as I mentioned last week, we're going to be discussing client acquisition systems and getting into how to identify and create your best course of action when it comes to your client acquisition strategy. Your client acquisition system or strategy is the most important part of your business. If you can't acquire clients, you don't have a business and you don't make money. And without a system in place, you're just going to be left spinning your wheels, wasting time, trying all these different strategies in order to gain a clientele and maybe or maybe not being successful. I see it happen all the time and I've fallen victim to this too, where you try something once or for a short period of time and you get no results. So you jump to the next thing. But most, if not all methods of client acquisition need to be tried and tested for an extended period of time in order to see results and and gain the data and the feedback necessary to make tweaks to your strategy and refine it so that you can see consistent results. Today we're going to talk about four different methods of client acquisition. There are countless ways of acquiring clients but these four methods are the fastest and most sustainable ways that I have found of generating consistent new bookings and growing your clientele. So first what is a client acquisition system? A client acquisition system is a planned and well thought out system or strategy that you implement in your business in order to funnel new clients into your business on a consistent and predictable basis, also known as a funnel. It is the entire process from the top of the funnel, which is how people find you or become aware of you and your brand and the journey that it takes them on, which leads them to the bottom of the funnel and actually becoming a client or customer. So the four methods that we're going to be talking about today are number one, social media, number two, paid ads, number three, Google search, and number four, word of mouth. These four methods are the main ways that I have been able to consistently and sustainably grow and scale my business and fill my books to 100% capacity and beyond. One more thing that I'll talk about at the end of this episode, which I have used a few times in the past, is giveaways or sweepstakes. Sweepstakes can be an effective way of gaining exposure and followers, but not always the most effective way of growing a clientele. I see service providers holding giveaways so often in an attempt to just get clients in the door, but it's actually a really ineffective way of doing that. And a lot of the time you just end up working for free and not seeing any long-term benefits from it. So make sure you stick around to the end of this episode if you're interested in holding a giveaway and want to know how you can maximize your efforts and get the most out of your giveaway. All right. Let's get into the juicy bits. So the first one I want to talk about is social media. I love social media, man. Social media is the number one thing that has allowed me to grow my business and consistently generate an average of five to $10,000 worth of bookings every single month. Around 90% of my clients and students have found me through Instagram organically, not Instagram ads, just organic Instagram search and recommendations, while the other 10% is usually a combination of word of mouth and sometimes paid ads. Social media and specifically Instagram is your best friend in business. It is a powerhouse when it comes to building trust with your audience and growing a clientele if it is used strategically and with intention. 
I want you to think of social media as the handshake. It is the introduction to you, your brand and what you offer. So your content needs to do that. And if you're not sure where to start with your content strategy, go back to episode number two and that'll help you get started. So there are five main ways that you can actually be discovered on Instagram. Number one is keyword search. Number two, the explore page. Number three, Instagram reels. Number four, shareable content. And number five, recommended accounts. So keyword search is one of the best ways to be discovered on Instagram. If someone is actively searching for keywords related to your niche or the service that you offer, they are considered a warm lead because they're already showing an interest in what you have to offer. Capturing warm leads and being discovered when someone is actually searching for your service is the best way to gain clientele because you don't really have to pitch to those people because they're already searching for you. There are a couple of different ways that you can use keywords on Instagram to be discovered when someone is actively searching for those keywords. And that can be through your username, your Instagram handle, your hashtags, and a recent update also allows your post captions to be searchable too. All of these fields on Instagram are searchable, which means if someone was to search a keyword related to your service or niche, and you include those keywords in your captions, name, hashtags, or username, you have a higher chance of showing up in those search results. The next one is the explore page. So the explore page, if you didn't know, is the search page. It's all of those posts that show up below the search bar that are recommended before you search anything. Now, in order to show up on the explore page, your content needs to be top tier in my experience. Everyone's explore page is completely different because it's based on user behavior, much like the for you page on TikTok. So in order for your content to show up on someone's explore page, it needs to be engaging content that people like, save, share or comment on so that the algorithm knows who to show that post to in the explore page based on the demographic and the psychographic of the people who are already engaging with that piece of content. The explore page is usually reserved for bigger accounts with very engaging content, but there's still a chance for you to show up if your content strategy is effective. Showing up in the explore page is never my goal when it comes to content creation because it's usually a byproduct of a good content strategy. So focus on your content and account optimization and showing up on the explore page will happen organically. The third and one of the best ways to be discovered on Instagram right now is Instagram Reels. Instagram Reels are popping off right now. They give you the highest chance of being discovered on Instagram versus a standard static post or Instagram video. The algorithm is really pushing out Reels content at the moment because Instagram is trying to compete with TikTok to keep people on the app. So if you're not using Instagram Reels, you are missing out on a huge opportunity for exposure. Instagram Reels always perform better than any other post in my experience, so Reels are my primary focus on Instagram at the moment. There is a place for all types of posts, but I just want to place heavy emphasis on Reels right now because Reels are a relatively new addition to Instagram and they're performing extremely well for accounts of all sizes, big or small. And another huge bonus to Reels is that they live on for much longer than a regular feed post. Your Reel could go off weeks or months down the track. So if your Reels aren't gaining traction right away, don't stop creating Reels. Be consistent and keep posting because one of them could take off at really any time. 
So when you're creating reels, make the reels engaging, use transitions, use trending audio, try to make it valuable enough for people to want to follow you. And when you combine a killer reel with keyword rich captions and relevant hashtags, you have a very good chance of showing up on people's feeds. Okay, number four is shareable content. Shareable content is an incredible way to be discovered by new potential clients and customers. If you have built a following of people who are already buying from you or who are interested in your product or service and you create content that is highly shareable like niche related quotes, memes, relatable reels, carousel posts, infographics, anything that your potential clients or current clients find relatable and valuable and they share those posts to their stories or with a friend, there is a very good chance that their friends or followers might also be interested in your service or product. So this allows you and your content to be exposed to hundreds, if not thousands of new people. On top of creating shareable content, don't be afraid to put a call to action in your post and actually ask people to share your post to their story or with a friend. I know this can be a little bit intimidating and your ego might take a bit of a hit if you say share this post, if you can relate or whatever wording you want to use and then no one shares your post. But I promise no one is on the hunt to see if anybody else has shared your post. And another thing too is if you put a call to action in your post for people to share your post and you don't get any notifications that people are sharing your post, it's usually because people aren't tagging you in the story when they share it or they might have their account on private. So if you want to see which posts are performing best when it comes to shareable content, go to the insights of your posts and the little paper airplane looking icon will tell you how many times your post has been shared. And number five, recommended accounts. Instagram is always recommending accounts to follow based on user behavior. So for example, if your ideal client who doesn't know about you yet follows other accounts that are similar to yours and you're using all the right keywords and hashtags and all the stuff we've just talked about, your account can be recommended to people who show interest in accounts similar to yours. So these are the five main ways that you can actually be discovered on Instagram and all of them play an important role in generating consistent and sustainable growth. But if that all seems too overwhelming and you don't know where to start, I would recommend placing your focus on keyword search and Instagram reels to start because these are the most effective and fastest ways to be discovered on Instagram right now. Okay, so now that we've covered Instagram, let's move on to the second method of client acquisition, which is paid ads. I've used paid ads a handful of times and seen very mediocre results. I'm definitely not an expert when it comes to paid ads, but I do want to talk about this briefly because it can be a very powerful tool in business growth. There are tons of avenues when it comes to paid ads, but the two I'm going to focus on today are Facebook and Google ads because Facebook, Instagram and Google are the most popular user platforms and you have the highest chance of exposure. So when it comes to Facebook and Instagram, you have two options in regards to paid ads. You have actual Facebook ad campaigns that you create in your Facebook ads manager. And then you also have Instagram's boost post feature. And in case you didn't know, Facebook owns Instagram. So the ads that you create in Facebook ads manager can be shown to users on Instagram and Facebook. However, Instagram boost post feature usually will be shown to only Instagram users and a lot of the time to only your current followers. Depending on the size and engagement of your account, 
roughly only 10% of your actual followers will see your posts in their feed. So the boost post feature will likely only show your boosted posts to more of your current followers. Another huge downfall to the boost post feature versus an actual ad campaign is that you have less targeting options, meaning you have less options available when choosing the type of person you want your ad to be shown to. So in order to get the most out of your money spent and to have your ads shown to specific people that match your ideal client avatar, you want your targeting to be as refined as possible. So I always recommend creating your ads in Facebook Ads Manager on a desktop. You can also do it through the Ads Manager phone app, but I find the desktop version to be a little bit easier to navigate if you're just getting started with paid ads. And when you're creating a paid ad, make sure your copy, which is the written piece of your ad, is to the point as possible with a call to action. I see ads pop up on my feed and in my stories all the time from other lash artists who have used the boost post feature on Instagram. And they've just boosted a standard post with no caption or copy or the caption doesn't include a call to action. And this is a huge missed opportunity. Your photos are usually not enough to get someone's attention in a paid ad. You do need to have good copy with a strong and clear call to action telling the person exactly what you want them to do. If the goal is to gain new clients, it could be book now or if you want them to follow you, tell them to follow you. People need direction and persuasion in order to take an action most of the time, so make it very clear what you want them to do after they see your ad. A benefit to using Facebook Ads Manager versus boosting a post is that you can create an ad that doesn't show up on your feed. When you boost a post, you're only boosting what you have already posted, whereas in Ads Manager, you can create an ad specifically for each goal that doesn't show up on your feed. And this comes in handy for split testing, which is absolutely essential if you want to really refine your paid ad strategy and get big long-term results. So split testing is where you create multiple ads with the same goal. For example, a goal could be getting new client bookings and you create these ads with different copy or different creatives, which is your images. And you run these ads at the same time to see which one performs better and to gain the data and the feedback necessary to make tweaks and double down on the ads that are generating the best results. The biggest downfall to paid ads if you're not using an advertising agency and your copywriting skills aren't the best is that there will be a long and a lot of the time expensive testing phase while you're refining your audience targeting and the algorithm is learning who to show your ads to. And this is why I don't use paid ads very often because it can take a lot of upfront capital with little to no results for a little while. Is it worth investing in? If you have the expendable income, yes. Paid ads can be an extremely powerful tool in your business long-term once you've learned how to use them effectively. Is it essential? No. 99% of my social media account growth and business growth has been organic. Paid ads are like the cherry on top, but you need to have your foundation built in order for the ads to be effective. So the next type of paid ads we're going to talk about are Google ads. Google ads are not something that I have used in my business yet, only because I've had some issues with setting up my Google business account. But Google ads will definitely be something I'll be investing in as soon as I get this little roadblock fixed. Google ads are different from Facebook ads in that they are pay per click, which means you only pay for the ad if someone clicks on the ad. 
whereas Facebook ads are pay-per-click and impressions. So Google ads can be more cost-effective because you're only paying once someone has actually taken the action to click on the ad versus Facebook, you're paying per click and per 1,000 impressions. Another huge benefit to Google ads versus Facebook ads is that your ad will show up when someone searches for keywords related to your service or industry, which means they are warm leads. They are already searching for your service and Google will put your ad in front of them. Whereas Facebook ads, you're paying for your ad to be put in front of people who match a certain criteria, which is usually not as effective because you don't actually know if those people are interested in your service. So, for example, if you're a lash artist and somebody goes to Google and searches Adelaide lashes, there are probably hundreds of search results and the websites or businesses that show up at the top of the results are the ones that have the most refined SEO strategy, which is search engine optimization. And it is extremely difficult and can sometimes take months or even years of refining your SEO strategy to be listed at the top of those search results organically. And even after refining your SEO, you're still competing with those businesses who have been in the game for much longer, who are already generating tons of organic traffic. So if you want to show up on that first page, you can pay for a Google ad, which will show up at the very top of the page in the sponsored section. So again, paid ads can be an extremely powerful tool for your business, but you need to place majority of your efforts on organic growth strategies first in order to maximize your dollars spent on advertising. Okay, the third method of client acquisition is Google search, which I've already explained a little bit, so this will be very brief. As I mentioned before, if you want to show up in Google search, you need to be on top of your SEO strategy and have something for people to actually search for and click on like a website. So you can either have a website show up or a Google My Business account show up and sometimes your socials will show up like a link to your Facebook page or Instagram account. If you don't have a website, you should at least create a Google My Business account. You will have seen Google My Business accounts when you search for something near you, like if you searched for lashes near me and you see the businesses pop up with their address, reviews and sometimes pictures. So having a Google My Business account is so important if you want to show up when someone searches your service near me. Alright, method number four, the last one we're going to talk about in this episode is word of mouth. Word of mouth is probably the most effective way of growing your business because if your current clients or friends are sharing your business with their friends, immediately there is a higher level of trust. Like if your friend bought a product or paid for a service and they really loved it and are excited about it and they tell you about it, you're likely going to have more trust in that service provider because you have direct evidence that someone you know and trust likes and trusts that business and their product or service. So the chances of you booking an appointment with them is higher than if you had no idea who they were and you just found them through a paid ad or a post that has been recommended to you online. So there are a lot of different avenues that you can take when it comes to word of mouth. It can be through your friends and family, your current clients, your followers and you. One thing I see overlooked so often when it comes to business owners trying to grow their business is self-promotion in regular life. Posting on Instagram and telling people to book an appointment with you online is good, but having real conversations with people in real life and direct messaging people about your services is so much more effective than trying to convince strangers on the internet to book an appointment with you. 
Self-promotion is very intimidating sometimes because you don't want to come across as annoying or like you're seeing every person that you meet as a sales opportunity. But if you're not proud and excited about what you offer, how can you expect other people to be excited about what you offer? You need to be telling people about your business and sharing your offers with people you meet the same way you would talk about other businesses, products or services with other people. Like, we have no problem telling everyone we know about the new restaurant that we went to or our favorite makeup product or where we got our water bottle from. So why are we not talking about our own products or services with that same energy? You need to get over that fear and start acting like you're the best thing since sliced bread and be proud of what you've created. So I want to talk about something that I mentioned in the last episode where I talked about what not to do in an attempt to grow your business and that is cold outreach. Cold outreach isn't exactly word of mouth but I've put it in this category because it is you actively telling people about your service. So what I talked about last week in regards to cold outreach was direct messaging your competitors, clients or followers. I don't recommend contacting and pitching to direct competitors, clients. And if you want to know why that is, I would recommend going back and listening to that episode. But what I do recommend is cold outreach to people interested in services similar to yours. So if you're a lash artist trying to build your clientele, rather than going straight to your competitors following or searching for their clients and pitching to them, you could go to a hairdresser's page or a makeup artist page and contact their followers. Most of the time you will either be met with a no thank you, I already have a lash artist or they'll just not respond but there may be times where you'll get a response like oh my god this is such perfect timing, my lash artist just stopped lashing or just had a baby and I've been looking for a new lash artist. Cold outreach marketing can be a little brutal because you'll get a lot of no's or be left on red But it can also be a really effective way of gaining new clients and getting your name out there to people who might change their mind down the track. And another thing you can do, which is why I recommend pitching to different service providers' followers, is actually contact that service provider and let them know who you are, what you offer, and that you're looking to build your clientele and just ask them to refer clients to you or just keep you in mind if somebody asks them if they know anyone who provides the service you provide. And this can also be a mutually beneficial agreement between the two of you and you can refer clients to each other. You can exchange business cards and give them to your clients and share each other's posts. This is a thousand times more effective than sneakily trying to contact and poach your direct competitors' clients. And it's a really great way to network with people in your industry or similar industries and become friends with fellow business owners. Having a network of people who are going through the same shit as you as a business owner and have similar goals as you is a huge benefit because you have people to lean on and be supported by who really get it when things get rough. So when it comes to word of mouth and cold outreach, literally ask people to share your shit. Give people your business cards to hand out to their friends. You can even give your current clients an incentive to refer people to you, like a discount on their next appointment if one of their friends books an appointment with you. Ask your friends and family and your current clients to share your posts. A lot of the time we think people will do this automatically to support us and then when they don't, we go into the downward spiral of self-deprecation or self-doubt and start to take it personally. 
But truthfully, people are just busy. They're forgetful. They're not intentionally not supporting you. They just need a little reminder or an incentive to do so. Or maybe they're just not seeing your posts. Because remember, only 10% of your followers will actually see your posts in their feed. All right, the last thing I want to talk about before we close this out is giveaways or sweepstakes. Giveaways are a good way of gaining exposure and a lot of new followers, but not always the most effective way of building a clientele. The best way to get the most out of a giveaway is to collaborate with other service providers in your area. Because if you hold a giveaway with other businesses in your area, you're now getting exposure to their clients and followers who are also hopefully in your area. If you hold giveaways with random businesses that are spread out all over your city, you're not in close proximity to them, chances are their clients are also not close by and the less likely they are to book an appointment with you if they have to travel to you. So if you choose to hold a giveaway, I want you to keep in mind that the primary goal is to build your clientele and gain exposure to your ideal client avatar. The goal is not to grow your following. Growing your following is nice and it feels good to the ego, but if those followers aren't going to spend money with you, it is purely a vanity metric and vanity metrics don't pay the bills. I used to hold giveaways all the time because they do skyrocket your following, especially if you're collaborating with other service providers who have big accounts already and the overall prize of the giveaway is really enticing, but most of the time it doesn't result in a lot of new paying clients. So I want you to think about giveaways as literally a way to give back and to gain exposure, but not as a primary method of client acquisition. I see a lot of businesses holding giveaways all the time when they're struggling to get new clients and it just becomes something that their followers expect and wait for and then they just end up working for free with no real return on investment. Holding frequent giveaways because you don't have any other method of client acquisition can actually really hurt your business and subliminal reputation because people start to assume that your services aren't popular or worth spending money on and your time and resources just end up getting eaten up by all the free services that you keep providing to the winners of those giveaways. So giveaways can be really beneficial for exposure, especially if you're a brand new business and you want to get your name out into the world and collaborate with other businesses, but it should not be a primary method of client acquisition. All right, we are nearing the end and I'm about to give you some action items, so stick with me. So now that you understand the basics of these four methods of client acquisition that you can use in your business, it's time to create the framework of your client acquisition strategy or funnel. So what you can do, and this will be helpful if you're a visual learner, is get out a piece of paper and draw an upside down triangle, which is your funnel. And at the very bottom of the funnel, you'll put what the goal is. So if you're a service provider, it would be someone actually booking an appointment and paying for your service. Or if you have a product, it would be someone actually purchasing your product. And at the top of the funnel, you'll put the method of client acquisition that you want to use in your business. This is the way that people will discover your business for the first time. So things like cold outreach marketing, paid ads, social media, word of mouth, Google search, whatever method that you want to use in order to introduce your business to new people. You can just use one diagram for this, but I find it easier to have separate funnel diagrams for each method because they are their own separate funnels. And then in the space between the method at the top and the goal at the bottom, you'll start to build the steps that you want someone to take in order for them to learn who you are and actually become a client or customer. 
This is how you can consistently funnel new people into your business and having them organized and separated from each other in a way that you can see the results from each method will allow you to see which ones are working best and to double down on and which ones aren't performing well and need to be tweaked. It is so important for you as a business owner to have multiple funnels set up in your business and to not put all of your eggs in one basket. This will allow you to have clients discovering you in multiple different places. If your ad account gets shut down, no worries because you still have your Instagram growing with a solid content strategy. If your Instagram gets hacked, no worries because you have your website and people finding you through Google search. If all of your clients decide to ditch you tomorrow and stop referring people to you, no problem because you have all the other funnels running in the background. So can you see why it is important to have an actual client acquisition strategy in place with multiple funnels set up and organized? This is truly the bread and butter of your business, but it is something that so many business owners don't have set up or aren't even aware of and just get left spinning their wheels and growing their business on pure chance and luck. Having a healthy, prosperous and profitable business relies on your client acquisition strategy. Alrighty, I know this is a lot to take in, so let's very, very quickly recap these four methods we covered today. So number one, social media. Get on top of your content game and optimize your account for searchability. Number two, paid ads. Start experimenting with ads in Facebook Ads Manager and Google Ads and gain the feedback and data necessary for you to optimize those ads and always use a call to action and high quality content. Number three, Google search. Set up your Google My Business account and get your website built and optimized for search. And number four, word of mouth. Talk about your damn business and ask people to share your posts and tell their friends about you. Again, these four methods with an emphasis on social media and word of mouth are the main ways I have been able to grow my business and consistently generate five to $10,000 worth of bookings every single month. So get out your pen and paper and start building your funnels and actually implementing them. And I promise you will start to see more consistent and sustainable results in your business. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Profitable Purpose podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you know someone who could benefit from this, feel free to share this episode with them or leave a review on Apple Podcast and I will see you next week on the next episode. Bye!